Greetings in Jesus' name. The message you are about to listen to is brought to you from Impact Church, located along Parker Road at Polvi House, third floor, Westlands, Nairobi. Our vision is to be a church for those tired of business as usual. You can contact us on plus 254-710-640-240. For further details, visit our social media pages, Impact Church KE1. The kingdom of God is not a matter of words, but power. Welcome to a life-transforming message by Pastor Andrew Mutan. Let's get to the scripture, the book of Psalms. The book of Psalms chapter 78. We are continuing with the series of the faith life. Tell your neighbor the faith life. And uh, today we are going to focus on uh, a, a, a title that I've called Take the Limits Off. Take the Limits Off. So when I take, say take the limits off, I'm saying take the limits off of God. Amen. Psalm 78. We're going to read together. Sometimes I like us, I, want, I like doing this, so let me request you be put there. Psalm 78. Let's begin from verse, verse 13. Actually, let's read from verse 12. Psalm 78, verse 12. I want us to read together. Okay, let's, all, let's just use the same version so that we can read together. Right, the one which is on the, on the projector. Can we all see it? Okay, let's start. Marvelous things did he in the sight of their fathers. In the land of Egypt, in the field of Zoan. Uh -huh. Let's go on. And caused them to pass through. He made the waters stand as an heap. In the daytime also. With a light of fire. Let's go on. In the wilderness. And gave them drink out of the great depths. He brought streams also out of the rock and caused waters to run down the rivers and they sinned yet more against him by provoking the most high in the wilderness by asking meat for their last let's keep going yeah they spake against god they said Behold, he smote the rock that the waters gushed out and the streams overflowed. Can he give bread also? Can he provide flesh for his people? Let's go on. Therefore the Lord heard this and he was wroth. So a fire was kindled against Jacob and anger against Israel, finally, verse 22, because they believed not in God and trusted not in his salvation. Father, we thank you for the reading of your word. I pray that this anointed word will come forth with simplicity and power. The Lord, you will anoint these lips to declare the great oracles in your word. And I pray that our ears will be anointed to hear, that we will be able to move from a place of limitation to the place of no limits, from the place of impossibilities to a place of possibility, from a place of struggle to a place of abundance the lord you will lift us up from where we are to the place where we belong that we may soar on 
eagle's wings. We may soar above every mountain, above every stone in the name of Jesus. Thank you. We give you honor and praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Please be seated in the presence of God. So we started uh, talking about faith. And I just want to first get us back from where we started from. And we, say, we said that the life of faith is not an option. It is a must. Four times the Bible says the just shall live by faith. In the book of Habakkuk, in the book of Acts, in the book of Romans, in the book of Hebrews, the Bible says the just shall live by faith. And we say that to live by faith, it means that you must be able to hear the word of God. Because Romans 10, 17 says faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. So you've got to be in a place where you know the voice of God. But I said it is not possible to hear God in the flesh because God never speaks to your ears. God speaks to your spirit. If you're waiting to hear God speaking in your ears, you will not hear God because God will speak to your spirit. So you've got to understand how to be led by the spirit, how to walk in the spirit, how to live by the spirit, how to pray in the spirit, how to be in the spirit. Because actually you are a spirit being. Most of us don't realize that we are more spirit beings than we are flesh. Because the flesh is going to die, but the spirit will live forever. So the, the spirit part of you is the breath of God that was breathed in you. One of the scriptures we read last Sunday is from the book of Job chapter 32 verse 8 which says there is a spirit in man and the breath of God gives them understanding. Because last Sunday we said that there are three levels of what you would call knowledge. There's knowledge itself which is just knowing, accumulating a lot of facts and knowing a lot of things about everything. But then there is wisdom, where wisdom is knowing how to use knowledge. I hope we're together. Because not, there are a lot of people who have a lot of, of knowledge, who are professors, but they are, they are professors in medicine, but they are dying of cancer because they are smoking. So the, the knowledge has not given them wisdom. But then there is the highest level, which is understanding, which is revelation. Where you are able to have beyond the knowledge that you know and beyond wisdom. Because when we talk about wisdom, it's the God wisdom, but also there's also earthly wisdom. But revelation is higher than, under, than the knowledge and wisdom because it is God breathing into your spirit. God revealing truths and mysteries and things uh, that you need to know even about yourself but there is a God who knows us in and out he knows everything that is happening in your mind in your body in your you know so so this God is able to give you revelation but you cannot connect to this God in the flesh you have to connect to him in the spirit. That's why the Bible says that those who are led by the spirit, they are the sons of God. So we also talked about faith by saying that the, the, the way you are able to know that you are in faith is when you do not just hear what God is saying, but you're able to see what he is saying. Do you remember that? Because Habakkuk says, I will stand on my post and I will wait to see what he says to me. Habakkuk chapter 2 and verse 1 says, I will stand on my post and I will watch to see what he will 
say to me. I used to wonder why Jesus Christ said, watch and pray. Until I realized that prayer is not enough until you can watch. Because watching is about seeing. It's not watching like a you know, watchman, a, a guard stands. No, no, that's not a kind of watching. A lot of people think that's what he was talking about. You know, just be on your guard. Just protect yourself. No, he's saying you've got to watch. You've got to be able to see. Not with physical eyes, but to be able to see what is going on in the spirit. Because, friends, the spirit world is very real. It's much more real than this natural world. Not only is it real, but whatever we see manifest in the physic, physical realm has already happened in the spirit realm. So it is the men and women who are able to control what is in the spirit that begin to cause things to happen in the natural. Are we together? That's why even Paul said, we not what? We not fight against flesh and blood. So we must learn how to engage in the spirit. How to live in the spirit. How not to be controlled by what is around us. Because whatever we see around us, the Bible says is temporal. Let's go to the book of uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 18. Paul was speaking to the Ephesians. and I mean the Corinthians, sorry. 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 18. And he told them that we do not look at the things chapter 4 and verse 18. It says, we do not look at the things which can be seen. It says, for while we look not at the things which are, but at the things which are not, for the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen are That's what I talked about now last Sunday. We talked about information and revelation. We say those who live carnal lives, and I said carnal is not just being sinful. You can be living, you know, a life that we, you know, is not a sinful life as we define sin. But if you are not walking in faith, the Bible says you are in sin. Do you know that? The book of James, maybe I should show you that scripture, says whatever is done outside of faith is sin. You can pull for me that scripture. I mean, I've forgotten exactly which verse of James that is. But it says, for whatever is born outside of faith is sin. But let's go back to 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 18. It says, while we look not at the things which are, which we can see, but at the things which cannot be seen. So, we talked about, last Sunday we talked about uh, information and revelation. And we said a lot of us live according to information. And we said information is every knowledge that we acquire through the senses through what we can see through what we can hear through the touch through how we feel that is information you know what we read what is on the news you know all those things all this is information but it is not necessarily truth that's why jesus christ when he was speaking to people he says be careful what you see and how you see it because there is so much in this world that is not true. But the world will make you think it is true. In fact, what is propaganda? Propaganda basically means, because it's used so much by politicians, it means telling the lie so many times that people believe it more than the truth. Because as long as you hear a lie more, you will begin to think it is the truth. And what the devil does is to make sure he bombards people.
people with lies with half truths you know with uh, all kinds of things you know that they, they begin to doubt what the truth is so we have to be careful what we see and how we see it we have to be careful what we hear and how we we hear it how not everything that you see on the news is truth not everything you see on tv is truth not everything that comes from you know from the internet is truth why because there, there's there's the devil is a liar and he knows how to spin what lies you know he is so good at lying that he's the father of liars <laughs> that's what jesus christ said so he will craft he can lie and lie until you know you think he's saying the truth and he knows the bible if you thought he doesn't so he can even lie to you using the bible so what is information it is what people say about you what people say about you actually this scripture i found it i was just thinking about this scripture it's in the book of james and book of romans chapter 14 and verse 23 it says whatever oh it's already here he who doubts is damned if he eat because he eats not of faith for whatsoever is not of faith is sin so now that broadens that's why we have to repent all the time because that broadens your definition of sin now the bible is saying whatever you do outside of faith is is sin which means that the enemy wants you to sin by making you depend on what you see depend on what you hear so you're constantly worried you're constantly fearful you're constantly anxious not because of things that are actually going to happen do you know one thing another thing that i found out that is very interesting and you go do your own research more than half of the things you fear will never happen most of the things you're afraid of are actually not even they never happen things that you're afraid of you're worried of you're anxious of they will never happen but the devil can work you work on you so much hey i'm going to be sick i'm going to be this you know and I, I i'll not make it it's not gonna happen but he makes you so afraid because he knows when you're afraid now you open the door for him to make you receive what he wants to do in your life so if you overcome fear 90 percent of the battle is won and, and that's why we say the opposite of faith is not doubt the opposite of faith is fear because when you fear comes out of information you know i'm still really just trying to build this on this because so that we, we get to the place we we're supposed to be together jesus christ asks his disciples whom do men say that i am and they say oh you're you're jeremiah you're all this elijah you know and, and if i asked a question whom do you say i am i mean all of you have different versions of who your pastor is you know and if you ask your friends and your relatives who am i they will also have what some of them re, re, their reference of you is how you were five years ago some of them it's because of what you went through or something you said i mean people have ways of defining us but it is a dangerous thing for us to live in the limitation of people's definitions of us not even your parents have a right to define you i know that sounds almost but it's true because they do not know you they don't 
all they know is just a little bit of who you are, but the only person who really knows you is God himself. That's why as long as someone says, it doesn't matter who they are, it could be a politician, it could be a teacher, it could be a parent. If, if they say something that does not agree with your spirit, the Bible says one of the things God has given us, it says what? Don't know that God has given us the power, everything that you don't agree with, you should condemn it. Don't allow anybody to put you down, to tell you you cannot make it, to tell you you, you don't have what it takes, to tell you you're... You, you say, no, I, I can do all things. You con That's what it means to condemn it. You speak against it. Because words are the expression of, of, of what is in the heart. We know that. But also, faith, if, if you write down, if you, I, I think I should, in fact, I should encourage you to write down, because I see some people writing. We had a visitor last Sunday, and he gave one, one, his observation was, these church people don't write. <laughs> How are they able to remember all this? You know, and, 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 and I just, you know, I, I, I spoke on your behalf. I said, no, 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 they actually have videos. They go watch and then they write. I hope you do. But there are three things I want you to write down. One, faith is received through, through hearing. Of course, we know that, Romans 10, 17, okay? But the expression of your faith is what you speak, Okay? The only way that I can know that you're a man of faith is just hearing what you say. But then number three, the demonstration of faith is obedience. So it is not enough to declare. You must be able to obey what you believe. Because until you obey, until you, there's action... Faith, the Bible says, is dead. Okay? So, you can pray and pray. And, and, and the moment I learned this truth, it changed my life. That it is not so much about how long I spend in prayer. Hear me very well. It is about the instruction that I obey after prayer that changes my life. You, you could spend a whole night in prayer and it is so good to pray i love to pray i i, I but the, the whole purpose of prayer is not accumulating hours okay prayer hours no 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 the whole essence of prayer is that we may hear god speak because the moment god speaks that is what creates faith. And the word that God speaks causes things to happen. So some of us are waiting for God to move in our lives. We're waiting for God to do certain things in our lives. Yet God already gave you the instruction for what you need. But until you obey that instruction, you will stay at the same level. And you will say, I've been praying. I've been praying for 10 years. I've been praying for 9 years. I've been praying. No, God already gave you the solution. Are we together, church? That's why when, when Moses is crying out before God, you know, they are, they are at the Red Sea. And, and the Bible says that the waters were before them and the Red Sea is before them. And, 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 and Moses is crying. And you would say, God must be so happy with Moses crying and he's on the floor God tells him why are you crying out to me he says tell the people to move forward can you imagine God answering like that you're like I've been praying I've been fasting and then God asks you why are you fasting and praying just move forward because he was crying and crying and crying before, before you, I think it's important for you to look at these scriptures. It's Exodus chapter 14. Moses is crying out to God. He's like, God, there's the Red Sea and all these things. Verse 15. 
The Lord says to Moses, why do you cry to me? You know, you, you have, some of us have been praying now that there is a place for prayer. But you only pray that you may get an instruction. You pray that God will speak to you. You pray that faith will be activated in you. You pray that you'll be able to see what God is saying. You pray that God will be able to release something into your situation. You pray that God can be able to give you a revelation about your situation. But you don't just keep praying just for the sake of praying. Because unless you're able to move forward, the Red Sea will not part Moses. Yes, I want to part the Red Sea, but I've given you in your hand, I've given you a rod, and you've got to lift that rod over the Red Sea for it to part. I have done my part. I have given you what it takes for you to part the Red Sea. But until you rise up and actually step on those waters, the Jordan will not turn back. So we have to rise to that place. Where we understand that we have so much power in us. But the power will not just be active when we're just sitting down. Waiting on God. Waiting on God and waiting on God. Because this waiting cannot be a passive waiting. This waiting is expectation. And I spoke about an expectant mother. Thank God we have had this testimony. Hallelujah. And the brother has already told those, says, use the word mujipange, which means you've got to prepare, plan, do something. You know, it's not just the ladies that are doing something. Even the men become frantic. We go around looking for clothes and looking for things. Why? Because we know the baby is coming. That's how faith works. <laughs> That's how faith works. You don't just stay in prayer, but you wake up and say, and begin to work on what God has spoken. You begin to, you know, you, your faith begins to cause you to move out of some places and to do certain things and to make sure that you prepare for that which God is about to do. But all that will come when we move from a place of information to a place of revelation. Man, I didn't know that time flies. I want now to start preaching my sermon for today. Say, preach, pastor. Amen. Now I'm encouraged. Psalm 78. So, the God had been walking with the children of Israel. Now, I won't go through all those verses, but we began from verse what? It was verse 13. Verse 12. God had done miracles, marvelous things. You know, you go through them, dreams to flow in the desert. He did so much. And, 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 and taking it away from the children of Israel, they're taking it to your life. God has done so much in your life. Is there someone who says, oh, God has been good? Oh, God has, if it wasn't for the Lord, I wouldn't be here. You know, I have not been as faithful as I should have been. Sometimes I've fallen. Sometimes I've sinned. Sometimes I've done things I shouldn't have done. But in all those things, God has been good to me. God has remained faithful, isn't it? You know, you can, if, if we had time to testify, we would all stand here and, and, and share many things. And this is really an account of some of the things God had done. But the moment they got into a crisis... They forgot. And, and we, we as human beings, we are prone to that. You know, you forget how God brought you through. You, forgot how, you forget how God healed you of that sickness. You forget how God opened that door. You forget how God lifted you. You forget that God has been providing for you. I mean, it's amazing how our human nature is made. That we forget easily. We don't just forget the good things, even the bad things. I mean, I know I've had some struggles in my life, you know, to, you know, sometimes to raise the rent, sometimes to take care of the things I need to take care of. I know I've gone through some time. But if you ask me, I don't exactly remember. Is there someone like me? Where you know I went through something, but I can't even remember how I went through that. 
But just as we can forget the bad things, we are very prone to forget the good things. We, for, we forget how God brought us through. The Bible says, verse 17, they sinned by provoking God in the wilderness. You know, the first time I read this scripture, I was like, where is the sin here? You know, I was like, you know, we could have thought that God is angry because they are, they are immoral or they have killed or something. God said, I am, you have sinned against me because you are provoking me. The Bible says they tempted God in their heart by asking meat for their last. So God is saying, before you, you, you begin, we begin to think about this, God is not really angry that they have, you don't have a time to go through it. But you realize that among the people who came from Egypt, there was a group of people whom the Bible calls a mixed multitude. These were people that were not really God's people. They were people that were happy with the miracles God has done and they decided to travel along with the Israelites. So they, they, they are the ones who would normally begin the, the complaining and the murmuring. And they would tell people, hey, remember the other garlic? The Bible says, they, they, they said, in Egypt we had what? Garlic and, and onions? They missed. It says, at least we were in bondage, but... You know, we may have been in bondage, but at least we would eat some... You know, what other things they talk about, you know? And, uh, and so, so they, 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 they began to last. They, they began to desire the meat. You know, like, hey, we are tired with this manna. manna but I mean, you don't blame them. You, you eat the same thing, breakfast, lunch, dinner for, 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 for years. I, I think they fried the, the manna and they cooked it and they, they made mokimo out of it. They... <laughs> They had like 101 recipes for preparing manna, you know, until but they still felt, no, 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 we, we need more, you know. We need some meat, you know. <laughs> oh, God. I, I, I mean, if I carried you guys into that wilderness, I'm sure some of you would not even just want, some of you even want ingoho, you know. <laughs> you like, we want pa, 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 you know. But anyway, they, 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 they got to a place where they, they lasted for meat. But God, this is not what angered God. What God angered, what, what angered God is they said, can God furnish a table in the wilderness? Can God really prepare a table? Now, I want you first of all to understand that a wilderness... It's a tough place. Some of us have been through not the real wilderness, but some kinds of wildernesses. You know, where you, you, you do not know what is going on. You, you don't know why things are not working. You don't know where, you know, the money is. You don't know what. But these guys were in an actual wilderness. Okay? Like probably what we're seeing on TV now as people, places where animals are just falling because there's no water. They, they lose strength and they just collapse and die off. You know? It's so dry, people are dying. Not because of food. Of course, they are looking for food, but because there is no water. But these guys, God had done miracles. Can you imagine rocks? Water was gushing out of rocks. There were not few people. These were, at least it is estimated, there were about 2 million people in that wilderness. So God would strike a rock and enough water would be there to feed them, feed their animals. He made streams for them in the desert. But now they go to a place and they said, ah, God, can God really? Now let's go on, verse 20. They started even reminding him. Please bring verse 20. It says, they... Um, they, they started telling God, yes, we know. 
he smote the, the rock and the waters gushed out. The streams overflowed. Can he give bread? <laughs> so it means like you going to God and say, God, I, I thank you, you saved me. Hey, I'm going to heaven. You saved me, I'm washed, but can you really heal this cancer? Many of us may not say it to God, but our actions. There is a limit, and a lot of the limit we have is because of what we have heard. We have been told this is incurable. We have told this is impossible. We have been told there is no medicine for this. We have been told even that doctors have failed. We have been told. So we have so much information. That's why I prayed, I, I, I shared last Sunday that part of the biggest problem we all have is what we know. That's why Jesus Christ said, Lord, I thank you because you have hidden these things from the wise and the land and you have revealed it to babies. People who are unskilled, people who are untaught, people who are unlearned. Because these guys are saying, God, we've never seen a table in the wilderness. We've never. We've never seen food. I mean, where is meat going to come from in this wilderness? Yes, you smote the rock. That one you did it. And it was awesome. <laughs> we can praise you. We can dance. You know, maybe they are singing a song. Yeah. You know, they are. <laughs> but but, 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 but they, they, they are really wondering. He gave us. We only limited God to saving us. We limited God to, to just. To just certain area of our lives. He's my deliverer. Hallelujah. He's my, he's my whatever it is you believe God for. But then there is a segment of your life that you have not allowed God access into. That's why he says whoever comes to him without faith. Hebrews 11 verse 6. It is impossible to please God. For whoever comes to God must believe that he is. That word he is means he is the I am that I am. He, if you want him to be your healer, he is your healer. If you want me to be your deliverer, he is your deliverer. Whatever you make him to be, he will be that. If you want him to be each and everything combined. You know, you know one of the names of God some of us do not know is El Shaddai. I don't know how many of you know what El Shaddai means. No one? El Shaddai means the God of many breasts. It is the many-breasted God. So in other words, he has enough breasts. Maybe one is for your healing. One is for your deliverance. That's what El Shaddai literally means. The many-breasted God. So he is not just there to meet your provision. If you need healing, I am. If you need deliverance, I am. If you need power, I am. If you need peace, I am. If you need joy, I am. If you need money, I am. If you need to be promoted, I am. If you need whatever you need, I am that I am. It is not my inability to meet your need that will stop you from seeing a miracle. It is the limitation you put on me that will stop you from seeing the miracle. If you believe I can do it, I will do it for you. That's why as a church, it doesn't matter how few we are. God has given us Westlands. We must believe it. We must believe it. We must believe it. We must walk around believing this land God has given it to us. It, we don't have to be many. We just have to believe. I mean, what is hard for God? I, my, I had a report. I don't know. There's some reports you see on the news. 
and they pass by but some reports for me they just make me last night i woke up in prayer and i was just crying out to god just because of something i had on the news and, and you know it's it could have passed some people but in kilimani which is where we happen to live some red some 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 residents were complaining because of noise and no one complained about a church but they complain about 43 bars in an area which is so small. There are 43 bars in that area and not a single church that is making noise for people. Not that churches should make noise, but I, I would have been happier if they are at least saying there are churches, 10 churches in this place. 43 bars. Who is drinking all that alcohol? And where is... I was like, 43 bars in Kilimani alone? And then we're here in Westlands praying on Friday night. You would be shocked by how many bars are around this area. I mean, you would be shocked. It's like every corner is a bar. There's a bar here. There's a bar on that overbuilding. There's a bar... I mean, like five bars on Woodville. I mean, you, you, you actually... You are in traffic at night, leaving the Kesha. Because of bars, you find young people, half naked, on the street, you know, all kinds of things. And I'm like, God, no wonder there, there is, you know, we're struggling in Wessons because we, we need more churches taking the land. We need more, more, more of the power of God. We need some people who believe that if, if people can open 43 bars, why can't we open one church? If, if people can, or even 50 churches, if these bar owners can have the money to open these bars, isn't our God able to give us money to buy land? So we, we have to take the land. Don't just take it off. Throw it. Because it is so dangerous for us to live a life where we are always limited. Limited by my salary. Limited by what? By my parents. Limited by what I can have. Limited by this. And I, I think I, I put God in, a, in the box of what I have. I cannot plan beyond what I have. Are we together, church? They said he smote the rock. The waters gushed out. The streams overflowed. Can he give bread also? Can he provide flesh for his people? Bible says God was tempted. They tempted God and they provoked God. That means every time you limit God, you're provoking him. You're limiting him. You know, I, there's a time God gave me a revelation about the scripture that we like, you know, quoting a lot. First Peter chapter 5 and verse 7. What does it say? Cast all your cares upon him for he cares for you. And one day the Holy Spirit began to speak to me. He says, the reason you need to cast those cares upon me the reason you need to cast those burdens upon me is because you were never designed to carry certain things. Some people are dying of stress and, and pressure and all kinds of things because they are carrying weights that God never designed these human bodies to carry. Are we together? I think you've heard this before, but they say only one minute of anger reduces your immunity by 24 hours. It you know, these veins are not used to being, you know, angry and stressed. <laughs> I don't know if it's the other way. And then, no, actually, it's one minute of, of joy increases your immunity by 24 hours one minute of anger reduces by six hours something like that so 
being happy, being joy. No wonder the Bible says the joy of the Lord is your strength. You have to learn anything that is beyond you is not for you to carry. Cast it on God. If the doctor says this is incurable, that is now beyond the men, beyond the limit of men. That is for God. If men say this is impossible, that means it is now outside of the realm of praise the Lord. If people say this is, this is, no, 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 that means men have reached a limit. That's why God, when the disciples asked Jesus, God is saying it is very hard for a rich man to go to heaven. And, and, and Jesus says, hey, now if a rich man, it is impossible. How about others? He says, this is impossible with men. But with God, it is possible. So there's, there's a realm in which man <laughs> stops there. Amen. And you have to admit, I am a man. This is where I stop. Don't worry about things that the world is saying they're incurable. If it is incurable, then it is God's. If it is impossible, then it is for God. Don't stress yourself about it. If you've tried everything you can and, and there is nothing more you can do, then that means it is outside your realm. Now it is for God. That's why it says, be still and know that I am. I am in control. I, you know, I, I will remain God whether everything is not working, whether the economy is upside down, whether the price of fuel goes through the roof. I am still God. I am still here. It doesn't change my ability to provide for you. Whether everybody thinks it is so hard. So you must change your language and begin to say, it doesn't matter what I'm going through. I have a God who is bigger. Get those limits and throw them away from God. Those are your human limitations. Who said HIV AIDS is incurable? Who said it? Where did it begin? Who started that story? Who said cancer is incurable? Who said it? It's men that put certain things... And they say, uh -uh, this one, <laughs> and this is where these people were, they said, huh, a table in the wilderness. <laughs> that one, uh -uh. we know he smote the rock. We know he gave us water. That the waters overflow. So the place of faith, friends, it is a place where you're going to begin to see what is invisible. You're going to begin to declare what other men cannot declare. Why? Because you are hearing what other men cannot hear. And when you begin to walk like that, you will be able to do the impossible. Yes, even people who don't believe God. There is a saying, I don't know if they have heard it. They say, first people say it is hard. Then they will say it is impossible. And then people say it is, can be done. This is a saying written, said by someone who is not even a believer. It says, men first say this is. Do you know there is a time when people could not believe people could call without wires? Now, I use a little bit of my background. School. There is a place where science had come to an understanding. People cannot communicate without wires. But today, there's Bluetooth, there's Wi-Fi, there's phones, there's all kinds of things. <laughs> so, men are limited. We have to agree. Don't carry something you shouldn't carry. If it doesn't make sense, maybe it shouldn't. So you take those limits and say, God, I don't know how you can furnish a table, but you furnish it. I don't understand, but I don't have to understand. Are we together? I don't understand, but I don't have to understand. That is now the place of faith. I was sharing with the church. We are, we are on Friday. I said, you know, that one of the things that causes me to rest is 
I do not know what the future holds, but I know who holds the future. <laughs> so I, I don't have to worry about tomorrow because I know who holds the future. When you get to that place, you live stress-free. Tell your neighbor, today I found the key to stress-free living. <laughs> You know, you, 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 you say, God, I have prayed, I have fasted, I have done everything I know how to do. Now, I will just stand and see your salvation. Now, I'll just be still and know that you are God. Now, I will just believe that though it's a wilderness, you can furnish a table. Let's finish with verse 20 and verse up to 22. Verse 21. God was, was angry. You know, wrath is a level higher than anger. So God became so. Not only that, a fire was kindled against Jacob. Thank God we're not in the Old Testament. I don't know how many times you have limited God. Fire will just come and show up here. You know, God was angry. How can they limit me? How can, you know, salvation is bigger than healing of cancer. Do you know that? Someone who has been on drugs and alcohol and all of a sudden they have no desire for drugs. You know, I, I was sharing with some people, one of the things that caused me to believe in miracles, I asked myself, if God can raise someone who has been dead, because when someone is dead, it means the heart has stopped, the liver has stopped. By the time they declare you dead, all the organs are, they have failed. If God can raise someone who is dead, how about giving you a new liver? In comparison to raising a dead, how about God creating a new liver? It's like... It's like, it's like, you know, but you see, we, 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 are, we have limited ourselves to thinking once this happens, it is over. Can God furnish a table in the wilderness? Can we rise up to our feet right now? I don't know what limits you have heard of God, but God is calling us as a church, as, as, as a people, to throw away the limits, to take away the limits, to believe him for the impossible. To believe him for the impossible. Blessed assurance the message is brought to you from Impact Church, located along Parker Road at Polvi House, third floor, Westlands, Nairobi. Our vision is to be a church for those tired of business as usual. You can contact us on plus 254-710-640-240. For further details, visit our social media pages, Impact Church KE1. The kingdom of God is not a matter of words, but power.